Welcome everyone here at Boss It. We would love to hear from you. Join us in our Boss It community by heading over to our website, bossitclub.com and join our mailing list. As we grow, we will be launching our community of fellow Boss It BFFs and we want you to be a part of it. Okay, Sophie and Noreen, let's dig into this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Boss It Podcast. My name is Sophia Noreen, and I'm going to be your host for today. Before we get started, I wanted to share another review with you. This review is called Balance, and it's from Bisma09, and she left it on iTunes. Thank you, Bisma, for your review. This is what Bisma had to say. It's always about balance, and these ladies share amazing tips to keep the balance, but also some real raw hurdles that they overcame. When life throws you lemons, what do you do? There are always business pressures and family obligations. Finding balance is key. Guys, this review is so timely. Thank you, Bisma, for leaving a review. Remember, guys, you can leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out as new podcasters, and then we also know what you guys are enjoying. Welcome to the Boss It Podcast. My name is Sophia Noreen, and I took an Etsy startup and launched it in big box retailers within 12 months. As a creative with an entrepreneurial drive, I left my full-time career in healthcare to find better harmony between career, family, and self-care. We believe you can have it all. Yes, you can launch and run a successful, scalable business while maintaining harmony in all aspects of your life. We believe we can learn from each other and draw on many experiences to create the best life possible. During each episode, we will share proven life hacks that will keep you on top and striving every day. There should be no hesitation. Make a plan, take action. We are here for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of Bossit Podcast. And today, our guest is KJ Nasrul. I'm going to tell you a little bit about KJ. KJ is a transracial adoptee. She's a licensed psychotherapist, a writer, and a musician. And she has a secret talent of roller skating and making grilled cheese. She guides healers, educators, and artists as they uncover their unique stories that heal themselves, prevent burnout, and support their work of, of uplifting and healing their communities. Oh my goodness, guys, this is so perfect. And right now I know many entrepreneurs are having the sense of burnout, even with the fact that we're in COVID, there's a lot of additional pressures on us. As we record this, we're at the end of September and as some areas of North America, United States and Canada are going through a little bit of a shift with COVID. So hang in there and let's turn it over to KJ. Hi, KJ. How's it going? Hey there, my dear. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so happy you're here. So KJ, tell everyone, we usually start off with our mantra. What's keeping you motivated? Like how, before we get right into your story, what keeps you going in life and work? What is that, I guess, North Star or your mantra? What is it? It's very simple. And I don't even know that I had an exact mantra until fairly recently. My mantra is to drop into stillness to receive. That is from a place of knowing that everything is moving so quickly and I am a very busy lady. I wanna get into everything and anything and at times I need to remember that it may not need to be everything all at once at the same time. And to do that is to drop into some of the quiet and start doing some self-reflection. So I started to chant and remind myself each day that it's the stillness. I'll really find my North Star where I'll find what to do. A lot of times it's because I already know what to do, but Mm -hmm. I haven't listened to it. I haven't 
gotten quiet to listen to it. Your inner voice in some ways would, would you, yeah, it would be similar to that you would say, or would you classify something else? I'm just trying to dig a little deeper. Yeah, no, it it is the inner voice. It's the intuition. Mm -hmm. It's the quiet knowing voice that was probably already there, maybe since we were children, but we had built up all sorts of reasons to talk ourselves out of it. So it, yeah, it's our quiet. It's our, I don't want to say it's our inner child as much, but it could be. It's really when we move away all of the labels that have been put onto us, or if we remember every time someone has told us not to do something, if we remove all of that, remove all of the shoulds and the expectations, there is a part of us that instinctually already knows what to do. Yeah, totally. That's beautiful. And I think that's a good way to start your story. Okay. Tell us, how did you get there? Maybe start, where do you want to start your story? about being an entrepreneur or how did you come to this realization that's your mantra, stillness? Such good questions. Okay, where do I start? Technically, I've been a licensed practitioner. So I'm actually a licensed marriage and family therapist very specifically. And I have been for about 13 years. And when I first became licensed, I hadn't planned on being a private practitioner with my own business. And so I would say that I stumbled into entrepreneurship. I didn't realize that that that's what I could or should be doing. I knew how to connect with people. I knew how to be a therapist. I knew how to build relationships, but I didn't realize that needed to be and could be translated into sales. And that in actuality, I in starting a private practice, I was also starting becoming an entrepreneur. I was licensed about 13 years ago. I decided to start my private practice about 10 years ago, but yeah, but I didn't actually really do it. It never really took off. I did for about six months, start to slowly build and have some um, one-on-one clients for a short period of time. And then I ended up getting back into the workforce. So there was a time period there where I wasn't working. I've had about like 15 jobs and that might even be not enough to to say there might be more. So were you working as like an independent practitioner, a private practice therapist, and then you went back into the workforce, meaning you went back into an employee-based position? I moved back into nonprofit organizations or I worked for counseling agencies or like currently I'm working actually with the government, which is, that's another fun thing. (laughs) It just never, it never really materialized into becoming my full-time gig as a private practitioner. And so I didn't really call myself ever really an entrepreneur until literally maybe in the last three to four months. Okay. That's because I decided that I wanted to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Your story is very interesting because you started your entrepreneurial journey technically 10 years ago, but you are only now attempting to make it a full-time job. Like you want to replace, have you left your other job at this point? Are you still working? Not yet. Okay. I'm still working both. And so yep. that's why it's just perfect that you and I have met when we have. Yep. You have a lot of information and experience in knowing what that's juggling at all that we've met when we have. Isn't that interesting? Um, <laughs> really did. And I've stopped questioning. I, I, I always was a believer that there's never been a coincidence per se, but I've always felt that things have just been beautifully, divinely, however you want to call it the universe has a way of providing. And I've always believed that it has been extremely apparent, at least for me, just in the last year or so. 
And that includes why I had made the shift from staying in this corporate job, but knowing about three or four months ago that I wanted to make a shift and that I was ready to step into the actions of, but also to embody and actually embrace what it might mean to be an entrepreneur. It's a different world altogether. Yeah, a totally different world, which is we can talk about the good part of being an entrepreneur, but there's also some rough patches for sure. And, And being a practitioner, I feel I never worked anything but being a physio therapist and then a manager, but have you taken on any other jobs other than being a a psychotherapist? Yes, that's what I'm actually doing now in the corporate job. I'm in maybe the least sexiest aspect of my work, which is in privacy and compliance. Nice. Oh, very nice. So it is very structured. Mm -hmm. It's very with lack of better terminology, it can be very rigid, the world of policies, procedures, and regulations. And so that's new in the sense, but what I'm discovering because I've become still, because I've been opened up to it, I realize that A, entrepreneurship actually exists even there as my work as a psychotherapist, because it really is all about making connections and in providing a service and It's very clear what that service can be and what it can mean when we're talking about policies and procedures and privacy. Exactly. It's a very important role, even though it may not sound as sexy as you you would like it to be, but it's definitely a very important role. And knowing that it's a secure government job, but now you've taken the plunge. And so take us right now. What are you offering to your customers or your clients? Yeah. So Believe it or not, even though I have been for the most part in corporate or I've I've returned to agency work over the last 10 years, I always did maintain at least a handful of clients at the same time. So I do have my one-on-one services, but what I'm hoping to do and what I'm starting to do now is expand the programs that I offer. And that includes our healer program, which is a coaching and psychotherapy hybrid of creativity and self-care and compassion for our frontline essential workers. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. So well-timed. It is timed. It really became obvious to me, obviously during the pandemic, at the toll that it was taking on our healthcare workers. But when I realized that really it's a toll that all of us are taking on in terms of being healers and service providers and Mm -hmm. helpers, the frontline workers are not just healthcare workers. We're talking about the grocery store clerks. Mm -hmm. We're talking about our mail delivery people, the restaurants that are trying to remain open in the grocery stores. We have a lot of brave service people Mm -hmm. that are not getting the replenishment or the healing that they need to continue to provide these essential services services. Exactly. And so it just became very clear to me. I've actually started a program and I'm, I'm running it now in the agency that I work for. Okay. Three days a week, I offer 20 to 25 minutes of what we call self-care. And I facilitate that with a small team of ladies. We just were determined to offer some sort of comfort and some sort of landing place Mm -hmm. in our very busy and um, hectic schedules Mm -hmm. to get quiet. And again, back to that in stillness and in the listening. So three days a week, we offer 20 to 25 minutes of either meditation, yoga, 
music therapy, which sound healing, Mm -hmm. writing, dancing, all the creative expressive arts that maybe we wouldn't normally take the time to do. We are saying we are providing the space for you. Oh, it's beautiful. And do this with us so that you know that you can make it through the day and that you can come back tomorrow to continue to heal the community. That is so nice. Okay, Jay, that's so beautiful. I wish you were closer because I would definitely be there. That is one of the beauties. It sounds so strange to say this, but the pandemic has actually been able to produce a way for that to happen. So we do it all on Zoom. You could attend. I had no idea. You could, but... That's what I'm saying is that's what I'm actually offering in my private practice as I'm, I'm facilitating these Heal the Healer groups outside and it's going to be available to anybody. Wow, KJ, that is fantastic. So we will talk more about how everyone can, at the end, KJ is going to give all our handles and tell us where exactly we can follow her on this amazing journey of entrepreneurship. But I think KJ would be perfect to tell us a little bit of advice because she's been on this journey for a while as a clinician as well. And now she's breaking into more of, I would say the digital space by offering digital education and what a amazing uh, venture you're taking on by offering it to frontline workers. That is so nice and so spectacular. Give maybe one piece of advice to somebody who's starting their entrepreneur journey today. What would you like to say to them? I would say Definitely be open to learning from a number of different resources. There's a lot of people that have businesses and are entrepreneurs, but not everybody has a style that could jive with you or that you may learn from in the most effective way. So definitely just meet people and see if there's people that you work well with, or even as a peer group, like Sophia Noreen and I are, we can bounce ideas off of each other and see what has worked, what hasn't worked. So my advice is to be open to working with people, of course, Mm -hmm. networking, but also having support. It's an extraordinary journey, but it's also one that it requires all hands on deck. So to be emotionally present, to be physically present, to be willing to do some tough work in that sometimes that might mean that you have to have some super late nights, or it sometimes might mean that you might not be as connected to your family and loved ones as you would like to be, or as they would like you to be. And so have support, have, have a team, almost have your own squad. I have someone helping me out with nutritional discussions because I'm so busy with my daytime job and then now launching the new programs. I forget how to plan meals. I forget to stop and eat. So I have a friend who helps me stay in line for nutritional and meal planning purposes. I guess bottom line is get a team, get support, be open to working with a number of different people because there's something you could learn from everybody, from every single one of them, whether it's a style, whether it's a, a method, or whether it's whether it's a referral, whether they may know someone who they think you might work well with or that you could learn from. Down to a very specific skill, how to create a, a particular sort of uh, business, how to create a certain course that you might want to teach. As I'm getting into learning how to do a digital course, I need the right guides for that. So that seems a little maybe general what I'm saying, but like 
bottom line is get a team, get in with people, get support because it's a, it's, it's an extraordinary journey, but it's, there's a lot involved. It's, it's a difficult one. I think that is beautiful advice. I think a lot of people are shy as well to reveal that's actually their goal and their want. Mm-hmm. And then they shy away from taking the courses and taking the action. And so that actually leads us really nicely into our next question for you, which is, how do you keep yourself moving? Like you have so many things on the go. You're still working a full-time job and you have a podcast now. You're launching a course in the future. You're still counseling and taking on clients on the side. So that's a lot, KJ. Like how are you managing it all? What's your strategy with time management? And It's been through a number of trial and error. And then it became more back to basics. I am a big fan of lists, to-do lists. Mm -hmm. I write to-do lists down and I have a planner that I write everything down in that literally has the hours of each day lined up so that I can plug in what I need to be doing at a certain time. So I'm super old school. I use my planner. I write things down and have a to-do list, Mm -hmm. but maybe this is the trick. I actually schedule in everything. I write lunchtime at 12 noon. How busy are we where we actually realize at the end of the day that we hadn't stopped to have lunch? And But when I look at my calendar and my planner and I see 12 o'clock, oh, it's lunchtime. Okay, I'm going to go take lunch. It's an actual intentional choice to insert breaks and self-care time and to not be overwhelmed with or too consumed with the day's tasks, especially when it's work. I absolutely have found it's key to schedule in, write down the health care piece of it, the self-care piece, the loving kindness piece. Right. So at seven o'clock, I literally wrote down today, mantras, meditation. Oh, that's beautiful. And isn't it so important, right, to basically write those self-care actions in your planner along with everything else? I think a lot of people, they don't make those commitments to themselves. and, Mm -hmm. And even if they try, they don't follow through. And that's where they're not able to fill their cup, as most people say, and they're running on empty. And so guys, like KJ's advice, just schedule in self-care along with everything else. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of anything else? And it becomes habit as well. If you go through the movements because it's what you do at 10 a.m., you take your break at 10 a.m., which also means hydration. I've written down hydration too in my to-do list. Make sure I'm drinking enough water, especially right now with everything. Right now, we're currently experiencing wildfires in California where I am. And how important is it that we're taking care of our skin and our bodies by hydrating? So I've literally written down under body and wellness, my to-do list is to hydrate. Wow. Um, Right. Yeah. It's just as important as everything else. It's the bread and butter. It is water's life. If we cannot find ourselves hydrated and feeling strong and well-rested even, like the basic needs, are you getting enough rest at night? If you aren't getting these things, there's no way that we're performing at our optimal level. There's no way that I can be a healer trying to heal somebody else when I haven't even taken the time to heal myself. I think that's beautiful and very well said, KJ. I think a lot of people could definitely schedule in a little bit more self-care time along with everything else and writing it down on pen and paper and not always your phone. That's also very helpful. You went into our next question because we usually ask, like, how do you do the mental checks and how do you keep yourself in check? 
And I don't know if you want to expand on that at all. I know you spoke about how you do your mantras and your meditation. Is there anything else you do to help with mental health and your, mm. and your physical well-being? A number of things. In addition to having routines and having a plan written down, I ensure that I schedule in and connect with family and I have accountability partners and that doesn't necessarily have to be my family per se, although it is nice to have an end of the day debrief and family meeting. Mm. It's my husband and I, and he and I have sometimes very different schedules. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, when we're both in the house and it's time for dinner together, we check in with each other on how our day went. It's just nice connecting with and having a conversation that's natural. And it's with somebody who genuinely wants to know how I'm doing exactly. instead of a cursory, like that we ask everybody, Hey, how's it going? This this person actually really and truly wants to know how it's going. And then another piece of support that I do is I actually have my own coaches. I have my own therapists. Nice. So I definitely advocate for when I had said earlier, have a team. They're my team. I have a coach. I have a therapist. And then I also integrate physical activity, which is really important. I really enjoy walking and running and hiking as well as I do bar method mm -hmm. and so I have found activities that I really enjoy, which means I'll keep doing them versus something like I feel like I have to do out of obligation, but it's actually because I enjoy it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much, KJ. I think this has really been insightful for so many of our listeners. They are, I'm sure, wanting to find out more about you and what are you up to right now in regards to your digital education and, and would mm. it be appropriate for our listeners? Gosh, I think any type of self-care investment and healthcare investment is good for anybody mm -hmm. listening. There's a number of things that I'm into and really just exploring right now. That's been a blessing in this really difficult time of mm -hmm. COVID mm -hmm. is that we've had to find new creative ways to pivot and find ways to get needs met mm -hmm. that normally wouldn't have been an issue. So for instance, we in California, we've been in shelter in place since March. Wow. So we're going on month six of having to figure out how to be for the most part remote, right. socially distanced, but at the same time have our essential needs met, food, right. water, connection. And so I've just been noticing, I'll just say that I've just been noticing what challenges have come up as now that we're at home together a lot, or now right. that we are, yeah, we're with our families all the time now <laughs> and how to do that. And for folks with kids, how do you maintain these new routines with these new ideas? And how do you explain to our family members and kids what's going on? So mm -hmm. I've realized that there needs to be, or there could be some interest in learning how to communicate. Communication I mean, is so key. And during COVID, especially when you're all together in one cozy home for so many hours a day, sometimes communication can be very difficult. So Absolutely. I'm sure KJ is going to have something fun come out soon for <laughs> on maybe how to communicate with their families. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's actually where I was leaning. And I think you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a word nerd too. I tend to like to write scripts. I tend to like to have some role-playing involved. I believe that they're like 
a world of possibilities. I love finding new words and new ways to communicate. And that's basically all these last six months have been is trying to relearn how to be with each other and kindly and compassionately when probably it's the very last thing that we're feeling. We might be feeling pretty irritable with our partners or our kids or our coworkers at this time because of all the stressors that are going on in this world. We tend to, rightfully so, react in a way that is very natural by the way, but in a way where we probably take it out most harshly on those that are closest to exactly. us. Exactly. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but it's only, you're only human and it happens. And we can't wait for this new digital education that KJ can basically provide to us because I think everyone, even if you're not in a state where you're um, living cozy with everyone at home, I think communication is so important. And I'm sure you could still take away golden nuggets from her course. KJ, mm. I'm so happy that you made it on to the Bossit podcast. I didn't give you our, our backstory, but me and KJ met. We did a podcast course together and it was a eight week make your podcast and launch it. So we both were able to do it in that time frame. I think we did it within six weeks, KJ, right? Six we were weeks. Both, we were, yeah, yeah we, we just got down to it and got it done. Me and her met then and we just connected, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we were continuing to take some education together. So that's exciting. And we didn't plan for it. So the stars keep aligning for us. I, I'm just so, I'm so happy. KJ, so for our listeners, how are we going to find you? How are we going to follow you? Tell us, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link everything in the show notes, but oh, for those who, who are very good at uh, quickly getting out their phone and following you, where, what are yeah. your handles? Where do we follow you? Okay. So there's a couple different places. I hang out a lot on Instagram. I'm a big sucker for pretty pictures. So that's where you can find me. Um, I've got a couple handles there. The first is at Bliss Begins Within. And the second one, which is more my personal, and you'll maybe see more pictures of my family and that's at musings on other and then i also have just launched my website so Yay. you can check out some of what i'm doing and some of the programs i'm working on and that's also at blissbeginswithin.com okay amazing and we'll link everything in the show notes guys go follow kj you've heard her wisdom if you have any questions for kj what's the best way of them corresponding with you my email is kj at blissbeginswithin and then also, I can't believe we hadn't even mentioned this. I have a podcast. So you, you can have a reach podcast. out to me. <laughs> we just talked about the podcast and how she launched it, but we forgot to mention what the podcast is. We're just, just so excited. We are so excited, I think. And we just have a lot to say. So we have a lot to say. Yeah. And we're on a so, podcast. So I guess that's reasonable. We probably forgot that KJ also has a podcast and it is so beautiful. I listen to it regularly. So go and subscribe to her podcast. I will also link that. What's your podcast? Oh, the podcast. Thank you, my dear. The podcast is Stories of Astonishing Light. Okay, and so- find me there. Or like I said, you can hit me up or DM me on Instagram and then you have my email. So all of these different ways you can find me. Oh, thank you, KJ. I'm sure one of our listeners will reach out because you had such big insight and we're so excited to basically learn from you and take your digital courses and listen to your podcast. So thank you again. Thank you. Hey guys, as always, thank you for listening to Bossit Podcast. Remember, make a plan and take action. And yes, you can have it all. Bye for now. 
So my fellow bosses, did you enjoy that episode? Now it's time for you to make a solid plan and take action. But first, remember to subscribe and follow the Boss It podcast so you receive a notification whenever we drop an episode. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes. Take a screenshot of your review and share it on Instagram as a post or a story and tag us at Boss It Club. If Instagram is not your thing, no worries. Email your screenshot to podcast at bossitclub.com. As a massive thank you, we will be sending you our top 50 tips for starting and scaling a business. This list is exclusively for podcast reviewers, so don't miss out. Now remember, bosses, make a plan and take action in all aspects of your life. Yes, you can have it all.